Hey guys, welcome to podcast number 68. On this week's episode, I have Rebecca Enerson as well as Amy Labrie, who are both third-year MSU vet students who have been here all summer on an externship, uh, joining me to talk a little bit about kind of how they got here, as well as what their time has been like while being with us during the summer uh, in the medical support staff role and what that's been like, as well as kind of what they're looking forward to as they make their way back to vet school here within the next couple of weeks. Hope you enjoy. You guys are really quiet. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, why can't I hear anything? Uh, today, I have Rebecca and Amy. Rebecca is not new to the I podcast. Yeah, yeah. Amy is new to the podcast, but she's not new to Paw because she's been here for a while. Um, but we are going to talk about some stuff that we currently don't know what all of it is because we're kind of winging it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way she goes around here. But um, you guys have been here since, was it June? May? I got here like May 15th. May 15th. Mm -hmm. um, and this will go up on Thursday. Today is Tuesday. And you guys are supposed to leave by the schedule on Friday. No, which, no. She's here another Oh, week. Amy's hanging yeah. out longer. Like, I, I drive home Friday morning. And it is going to be the most tragic thing that's ever occurred. <laughs> like, I do not want that to be a thing well, <laughs> at all. I have to stay in the city house alone for another week well, before I go home. I mean, that, don't worry, the ghost doesn't the ghost, like it when you're by no, yourself. The it's fine. The ghost yeah. likes me. It just apparently doesn't. Yeah, like it doesn't Rebecca. like me. No. It was making noises last <laughs> night, just so you know. It's fine. Um, so, really. Um, I'm curious what your guys's time has been like thus far, because. I mean, I don't work on the floor really at all. I mean, Rebecca, I was around for Memorial Day, and mm -hmm. we got to run through that malarkey together a little bit. <laughs> but um, you guys, I mean, you came here with the intention of essentially putting the emergency shoes on, seeing how they fit, if they feel good, if not, basically, right? Because how do you really know if you enjoy the veterinary emergency and urgent care setting without actually doing it. Um, so I kind of want to know what your guys' thoughts are when, you know, Amy, we're going to need to learn a little bit about your background too. So that's probably a good place to start. Um, but yeah, like tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, where you came from and what got you here. And then also kind of what, how you felt about being here at PAW. Oh yeah. Um, so I, from Michigan, always been in Michigan, literally lived in the same house until I moved out for vet school. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, no, went to undergrad, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, just knew, really liked biology. I like science, I like answers, and just kind of went with it. Mm -hmm. uh, always thought, oh, I, I'm not one of those people that becomes a vet. Like, I'm not, I'm not doctor material. Mm -hmm. And then I was in uh, one of my cell biology classes and I saw all these people that were talking about how they're going to take the MCAT and become mm -hmm. human doctors. And I was like, well, that sounds absolutely atrocious. I was like, you, <laughs> you guys, like you're going to be doctors. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can do that. But, 
So that was one of like the turning points where I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's what I should do with this degree instead of just graduating and being like, I've got a biology degree. Right. Um, but I really didn't kind of commit to that until like my senior year, which then I was like, I should be doing better if I want to get into vet school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a whole slew where I went through retaking classes because I I graduated undergrad with a 2.6 GPA. I did not try. C's for degrees, baby. <laughs> no, no one told me to try. I was like, well, you graduate. Right. You're done. No yeah. one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to retake a whole bunch of classes, went to community college, did the whole shebang, got mm-hmm. into vet school. I'd say technically on my second try, actually on my third. I don't count the first one. It, it was like a test run. Mm-hmm. Um, a trial run. <laughs> how do these applications work? Wait, right? how do I do this? Yeah, What's paper? <laughs> They're online then. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Fully online. I print them out after, but no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. So ended up deciding to go to vet school. And part of a bigger factor in that was that um, during undergrad, I was actually working at a horse barn. Mm-hmm. Um kind of on the path to become a horse trainer. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be pretty good at it. But kind of the culture there and what was really like expected of me didn't really line up with how I wanted to live my life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, if this isn't going to work out, I need to leave, make sure it's not what I want to do. And I left. I didn't need it in my life. Mm. And I was like, that's where I'll go, go Mm -hmm. back into vet med. And part of that too was when I was at the stable and like visiting vets would come Mm -hmm. and they'd be doing procedures. And I'm like, oh, like right there, like, oh, how are you doing that? How does that work? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, this is what I should be doing. Um, So no, went to Michigan State, uh, actually intending to do equine therio. So reproduction work. Okay. Uh, Thank you for the description for the guy that has no idea what that <laughs> word meant. That's the, yeah. I, I don't know where the word comes from. No one knows what it means. Equine repro. Some people don't know what equine, horses, horses. Um, I, I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Yeah. I came into school thinking, oh, well, I, I might specialize in that. And like, that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to own a practice. That's about as far as I've gotten now. And I'm still pretty open to a lot of things. I've always been really comfortable and can see myself doing a lot of stuff. So it's it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is exactly what I wanna do. Yeah. Um, so like you said, coming here, it was one of those things where, well, I wanna see what this is. Mm-hmm. Do I like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and another part of coming here was more just like working with Carlo through the house system mm-hmm. and just being so inspiring about like the changes, the progression, the culture, um, efficiency, and how like things can be much better. Mm-hmm. And that was something I was like, I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. I gotta see it, I gotta live that. Right. Cause even if I don't like end up here or like get to be here as much as I want, I can at least take that with me right. and like spread it. Yeah, yep. So yeah, so good context. Um, you guys were both house captains still mm-hmm. are technically okay. for another six months there's yeah. the transit yeah, we, we have a transition, transition period yeah. um we haven't really talked a ton about the house system on the podcast but the it, it was something that carlo and katie essentially they didn't start but they funded um through the student success and well-being fund that they i don't remember the exact name of it but 
essentially the idea is to create um, smaller groups within incoming students to be like, hey, I'm a part of this house and we do things together. Um, and now it's kind of hitting, you know, kind of phase two of being a little bit more on the professional development. Um, and really the big focus on it is going to be main, um, encouraging and um, developing a growth mindset with in everybody that's a part of it. So it's going to, it's going through its changes, but basically um, even though you guys did it through COVID year, mm. I mean, y'all facilitated things for people to do in vet school that weren't exactly just like didactic learning events, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, one of the big things I think we did was our speaker series events. Yeah. So we had, we have four total. At least, yeah. I think, yeah. at mm -hmm. least. And that was, like, our big thing was that, like, we couldn't do a lot of the events that we wanted to do. Right. And right. so trying to come up with things that people were genuinely interested in. So we had Katie come, and she kind of talked about her, like, unique path and the way that she didn't, didn't follow kind of what a lot of people think you have to follow with your veterinary degree. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we have a friend at home who, who was, like, I don't know if I should still be in vet school. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, she wants to do like some government work and stuff and was like, didn't, this seems like I'm learning a lot that isn't applicable to what I actually want to do. Like, should I even be here? And COVID was just not, yeah. not a good year, I think no. for everyone in everywhere, but especially where we were like in our degree, second year is supposed to be hardest. And mm -hmm. it, it and you up. got stuck in a room for nine months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than that. It was, it was a grand old time. Oh, so, yeah, so we're yeah. trying to move it past just like, oh, you have this event and you play bingo, which, right. I mean, is a great thing. Like, yeah, I, there's a place for that, for like, sure. I love those mm -hmm. events where it's yeah. just mental well-being, but also moving it through into, like, the cultural development and mm -hmm. trying to, like, just seed little um, growth mindsets in yeah. our, like, first and second years especially, and then trying to make that transition to like fill the clinic with some more gross mindset because i mm, it's not quite there yeah yes and then so you know the first couple of years it kind of we let you know administration kind of ran it um you know it, it, it did kind of move its way into that more just interpersonal like kind of fun stuff uh, but then carlo got pretty heavily involved here within the last year or so which you guys had a chance to basically meet with him once a month every six weeks something like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um so that's kind of what you were talking about how I mean, everybody knows that Carlo's pretty good on going on long rants that are really inspiring and, like, make you feel like you can change you the mean, world. You mean yeah. the one meeting that we had with him oh that was God. him talking for 60, like, 60 yeah, I was five minutes? Yeah, I was there. And we just sat there, and I just yeah. nodded, and I was like, my mind is blown. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I want that. We had no idea going into the meeting because we're like... <clears throat> I don't think he did either. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, first we, off, we didn't know who he was. No, we spent the in, yeah. our entire first year of vet school just being like, the house system is this thing where you do arts and crafts sometimes yeah. and yep. you wellness. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, I wanted it to be more than that because I thought, like, oh, I'm going to vet school. It's got Harry Potter houses. Like, this is going to be super cool. We're going to do a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. it did turn out a little, like, arts and craftsy. And then, but I'm like, I still want to be a house captain because, like, I really like this idea. Mm -hmm. And, but going into that meeting, we had no idea, like, yeah. how much is really behind the house system, why it's there, like, and we we're like, this is amazing. Like, that. Yeah. Like, we need this. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that was um, now that's basically what the plan is. Um, now, you know, hopefully we can get back to actually doing stuff in person. And I know we're kind of working on some things here for this next semester. But that was really how you guys got connected more in depth to PAW for the both of you, which was a, you know, a, a welcomed uh, coincidence, if you will. <laughs> um but yeah, I guess talk to me, you know, you said it's uh, basically that's Carlos said all of these things about how it can be so much better. I'm curious, is he full of shit? <laughs> I, I would not say he's full of shit. Um, I actually would say that you guys have ruined me. Um, all right. It, yeah, we were, ta- we were talking about this this morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, in the words of the cult classic film, The Room, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> Well, because, okay, so I came into this and I'm like, I don't want to do ER. Like, all, all those ER friends are crazy. And I even, we just did the, the freaking film yeah. where I'm like, yeah, yeah I still don't want to do ER. And that was mostly based on, like, my first two days being here. And I'm like, this is over. Like, yeah. it was really busy. We had, like, patients waiting, like, hours and hours. And I'm like, this yeah. is weird. I don't know about this. And then I've been here and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, I'm... I'm seeing it now, like I'm getting it. And then part of it is also just seeing how like beautifully efficient things can be. Like it's not perfect yet, right? but you're like constantly working at it, constantly improving. And that's, that's something like, well, it's the growth mindset, but it, it's so, that's what I want. Mm. And to see how much better and how more efficient and how you can keep trying to be working towards something that not only makes your like employees lives better but even the patients and mm-hmm. caregivers uh that's awesome okay and yeah no you've ruined me so now i'm like well where do where do i go from here right right <laughs> well that's a good question because you know that's there's only there's only so many hands and so much time to go around for sure right so like that's been that's been an interesting thing when um when carlo really first started like heavily integrating right around the time that i actually came on to paw a couple years ago um he threw all these irons in the fire right and then all of them hit all at once so it was like oh not only is the clinic twice as busy as it was two years ago now i need to build a new now we need to go through the process of building a new building oh and there's these three students that i met two years ago that now want to come be here full time all at the same time and there was all these things happening and um you know last that and they all pretty much hit last summer and it was exhausting, but totally worth it. And now it's like just starting that cycle kind of over again. Um, but it's but it's worthwhile because that's the mindset that we're trying to basically incite is like, mm-hmm. no, it actually can be pretty good. Um, and you're right. It's never it's never perfect. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people um, from the outside or maybe just not maybe just in general, they forget, like, you're never going to actually do this thing perfect. It's, there's always going to be something that you're going to miss on. But as long as you hit it 90% of the time, like, that's really, 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 really good. Um, And if you're doing it with the intention of, you know, service mindset, um, and never, for me, the biggest thing is never saying no to a patient that really, you know, should be here. You know, there's there's a lot of wins that are in there, and you can't really just focus on the losses. Um, but I would say that our losses are probably a little bit less. So um, I don't know where I was going with that thought. 
So I'm going to throw it to the girl that has fully consumed all of the Kool-Aid. I don't know I think you figured out how to brew it. Because I've been there. I, I, I've been in those shoes. I am currently in those shoes. But um, I am curious because, you know, when you were on here with Brie. I'd only been here. Like, I literally. It was like two days. I worked two days. Yeah. And. And you were like, I, I am so inspired by Carlo and like what it, what I think is happening here that it's like, well, I, it's kind of similar to you, Amy, where it's like, I just got to go and see if this is all a farce or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and now you've been doing this for two months, um, pretty heavily. I mean, I think you've put in more hours than like anybody else that works here in the last two months, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. I would not be surprised. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause like one week, I, or Amy, you were like on vacation and I full send, Just full send. I was my paycheck, like, it, like the, the time clock. I had like 120 hours in two weeks. Uh huh. Like, uh huh. And I was like, and I'm, I'm doing good. Like, well, that, and that's, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, how, cause I'm a big believer in work-life balance is set by the individual. Did that feel overwhelming? No. So no, tell me not about even, that. Like, Why? A little bit. And it, it shocks me because I've worked when I was up the summer I applied to vet school, I was working two veterinary jobs, applying to vet school and writing my honors thesis all at once. And most people don't do that. Mm -hmm. Most people are like, ah, like, yeah, you're stupid. And I was exhausted that summer. And mm -hmm. I was working 60 hours a week and not like enjoying it. It was hard. And I was like coming home and just sleeping. Like that was my life was work, writing my thesis and applying to vet school. Yep. And then I come here and there it's so different. Like you want to come in like, sure. Like pick up some shifts or like, like we have openings, like you want to like do stuff for podcasts. Like, absolutely. Like do that too. Mm -hmm. And like those, like those t like weeks where I have those crazy hours, I'm not exhausted mm -hmm. because I'm enjoying it because it's, keeping my mind busy it's not mindless tasks right like i am fulfilled mm -hmm. when i'm doing it well, and, like, and to go along with that you're being you it is fulfilling at a position that is of a you know a lower skill set than you're getting into mm -hmm. right because you've been mm -hmm. working at the medical support staff level which is you know not that there's a hierarchy but there is a skill a level like, of skill set right yeah, yeah um like in the and at that level it's been good right mm -hmm. but now i think you've also been able to have a few days yeah yeah i had of, two do like doctor days as yeah. i called them and yeah. i texted carl and i was like so can i can this be a thing and he was like why, why are you asking? <laughs> Just show up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. I yeah. think he even put, like, eternal growth mindset in that text message somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I came in, and I loved it. That was fantastic. I learned so much. I followed him for, like, a whole 12-hour mm -hmm. shift. And then the next day I came in, and then Katie was doing a dental where we removed, like, 35 teeth. Like, which is, for reference, that's, like, all of them, but, like, two yeah. in that dog and <laughs> he, had, he had like literally two teeth left and I learned so much and then to like apply like the interpersonal relationships that I've made this summer mm -hmm. and then still like I've felt stuck in other jobs mm -hmm. where it's like okay like you are our veterinary assistant you are our receptionist mm. you don't like 
stay in your place. And here, like, nobody even blinked when I was here for two days doing, like, doctor things, yeah. like, going in on consultations, yeah. like, doing, like, looking at diagnostics. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, do you understand what's happening here? Like, can you explain it to me? Like, like that, to me, is so much more valuable. Like, mm-hmm. I have not had places that have done that in the past mm-hmm. where like you can you can make it what you need it to be and mm-hmm. you can and it's that eternal growth mindset mm-hmm. and it's amazing like because that's what I feel like I've needed is I need a position that can grow and can like change with my growing skill set because I mean I came here I could draw blood I could place catheters I could do like our preliminary technician thing mm-hmm. but let me tell you my like jugular which is like drawing blood from like the neck like it was mediocre you mm-hmm. know i could probably hit it like two out of every three patients sometimes it took me a little bit longer like no problem yesterday like bruder was like hey they're having trouble in fleb mm. will you go help them mm-hmm. like right oh my goodness i'm the person giving help right Like I trained one of our new staff how to place a catheter because Mm -hmm. I've become so much more proficient because Mm -hmm. I talked to the technicians and I was like, I want to work on that. Like I know as a doctor, those aren't going to be skills necessarily that I have to put to use every day. I'm going to have team members supporting Mm me. But they were like, okay, like we're going to work on it. You're going to get better. And I did. Like I have, those skills have grown more in the last two months than they did in the previous five years. Right, right. Like, It's amazing what opportunity you'll do for you, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Right, yeah, right. So, yeah, so saying that I could be exhausted after working 60-plus hours in a week, like, yes, physically my body's like, could we not stand anymore? Like, I would really like it if you sat down. Right. But, like, I can go home and I can listen to podcasts and I can read and I can go on walks. Like, I feel like there's energy still left to Mm do other things. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have fully drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> and, um, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Like, yeah. so one of the things when I was, um, when I just graduated college, I got really big into like motivational stuff. And, um, you know, I kind of learned that there's highs and lows in that. And there's, you know, there's mm-hmm. pos- there, there are good things about getting really heavy into that world, but also like that was where I learned that motivation is fleeting. And you really have to have something that's also like, like you have to have a purpose that's in front of you. Cause it doesn't matter how oh, hard absolutely. you push from behind. It doesn't matter how much gas you throw on this fire. If you don't know where you're pointed, it's so hard to maintain. Right. And, um, in that process, one of the things that I, uh, was, a was a quote was, um, it was, it was more like a parable. It was, uh, you know, guy comes home from work. He's got no energy to do anything. Like his wife asks him to make dinner. He's like, no, I don't want to. I'm exhausted. I just want to sit on the couch and I just want to shut everything off. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. like, like you were saying, like I would go to work, I would do the, my thesis and I would v- apply to vet school and nothing else. And in the, in the parable, he's like, all of these things, he just says, no, 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 no. And then his phone rings and his buddy asks him to golf. And as soon as that happens, he's enriched with energy mm-hmm. and he has plenty of energy. There's an, there's actually kind of in a level, if you can actually convince your brain that you have energy, 
it will release all of the energy that's necessary. And the cool part about purpose is it does it for you because you can continue to see it and you don't actually have to have that be an active process of re-energizing yourself because you're just going to the next step and you know that it's worth it. So your brain's just like, well, clearly this is a worthwhile investment in my time and effort. So we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. So um, something to think about golf next time <laughs> that you feel exhausted, just you're off the couch think about golf i i'm going to tell you one thing ben <laughs> golf is not gonna give me energy but but, but you know but you get the point i get yes. the point i will think about other things but i'm well i will not think about no golf. and what i think is really but cool, you're gonna remember it now no <laughs> what i think is really cool about like kind of what's been going on here and what you just said is that coming out of freaking second year vet school right. all online literally defeated depressed dying i don't whatever d word you want to use we we were it yeah and it's like part of coming here was like i need to like be motivated again because i need to remember my why like why am i here because right now i'm miserable Mm -hmm. and and it's like i feel like i can't remember anything i don't know why i'm doing this and getting here and working again and being like kind of excited to see things and have people excited to have you get excited to see things. Yeah. Oh, like I feel like a new person. And like when I said I worked at the barn, that's me working like 12 hour days, five days a week and a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And really I would come home and I just be like the most I could do is try to stay awake until I fell asleep and then got up and did it again. Mm -hmm. And so my body had been trained to be like, uh, when you're home, like when you're not working, you need to lay down. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend hates that, (laughs) (laughs) but being here. And that was one of the cool things about trying something that's like, Oh, these are 12 hour days. I'm like, Oh, I've done that before, but not that that long right and these um, are different these are different these are different 12 hour days also not as physically exhausting but right I'm not, uh, i'd like to argue this is as much i get as much done as i would in a gym workout <laughs> <laughs> with I, one with one patient you're not having it, to handle 1200 pound cats yes and you're not like throwing hang around <laughs> and shit yeah this but is, this is valid but no and so i find myself actually being bored of sitting around yeah where like vet school last year had me being like i just need to lay on the couch and watch tiktok for 10 hours yeah (laughs) i did um that that thursday before that exam oh my i can i can't i couldn't do anything you gave me anxiety (laughs) i give her anxiety all the time because i'm because she doesn't feel enough of it she needs to feel more no i'm the i'm like the procrastinator (laughs) where i'm like it'll be fine like I'll just I'll do the best I can. I can't study for more than like six hours at a time anyway. Like why start now? Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, and she hates that. It'll, no. I'll have like Mm-mm. eight assignments that I have to do for like one health or I whatever just, it was. And you're just taking on so oh. much of this energy for no reason. Like well, you, I don't take it on. I self-produce it. Well, yeah, you're like <laughs> you're like putting more anxiety out into the world for somebody else to take on, but they don't. So you're just like, well, clearly someone needs this. Yes, no, that's literally no. that's exactly what that is. Well, is I'll text them at like five p.m. and be like, I think I'm done studying. I feel good. What happens happens, and Amy's like, shit. I should start studying, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean start? 
And it's that every exam, every single one. And I don't know why it surprises me because she is wildly successful. <laughs> and like, well, totally like, like some, most you, classes. No, 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 no. You pass, you pa- like, pass, like wildly successful, right? Mm-hmm. We're wildly <laughs> successful. So just, so just, and uh, you just got to stay in your lane a little bit then. No, and I, you know, I have fully accepted this responsibility of bearing Amy's anxiety for this. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so I because because I I have to, it has to exist, Ben. Well, no, someone someone has to I be concerned. It, it doesn't have to exist. It has to. It re- I promise it doesn't. Well, I mm. see. Okay, I think we just deal with anxiety differently. Yes. So your anxiety is a motivator for you to get things done. Yes. My anxiety is crippling, so I just sit there and binge watch an anime instead of doing anything I'm supposed to. Right. And then I'll be like, oh, well, now I have a few hours. I might as well try. That's the best I'm going to get. No, mine is like, you have 18 hours left. Oh. <laughs> no. See, maybe <laughs> I, I, I know because I lived more of the, co- the life of being a college student like you where it's like, well, I'm going to put 60 minutes into this and we're going to roll the dice. That's, yeah. That's well, and it's absolutely terrible. Well, it's <laughs> you live on the seat like the edge of your seat like Carlo did. Well, like, no, it it makes it sound like I don't care cuz like No, we'll, no, no, you do. We'll you go do. we'll go into a class like so start a new class yeah. and I'm like full send like let's go and I like do the best the notes first for the first two days. The first two, two days, days I've like I've got my notes out there. I've yeah. watched everything, read everything like and I'm like pristine. She's like I made beautiful diagrams for you. Oh, would yeah. you would you like and these then diagrams? And then it to like the third day and I'm like, yeah. this is too much work. She's like, I didn't, this do, I, I didn't do any of the prep. No, I'm like, this isn't sustainable. I'm going <laughs> yeah. back to watching TV. Right. <laughs> so um, that, I, I know exactly what that is. Like, I feel that so hard. Like, I've started, I, I, I love Legos. I'm as long terrible as long as they're picked up, with Legos. Well, d- Let's, we're not even going to get, yeah, no. I have a two-year-old, Emerson, no. No. and I have a lot of They're dice. I have, I've, I have <laughs> nuked my foot with a D4 so many times. <laughs> it's terrible. But we're not talking about dice right now. Uh, Legos, yes. So, yeah. right, so Legos. There's something about that, pro- or puzzles, or just like this thing that like when it sits on your table, you just feel like you have to get it done. And that to me, like I was the same way in college, really any schooling ever. It's like those first few days, it's like everything's on this table and they just slam you with a syllabus and like 18 assignments and you got to read 40 chapters of some book that you don't give a flying rat's ass about. And you just, I would just flood my brain full of all of this stuff. Just like throwing all the Legos out onto the table. And then once I get to the point of like 80% done, I'm like, meh. Like I, I, I clearly did the majority of the work here. Like that's good. Oh, that is the exact and opposite of my brain. Yeah. The first twenty percent, I will sit there and agonize over the first twenty percent. Yeah. Is the hardest. But once I get started, then it's slow and steady wins the race, yeah. and it's just picking away. Yeah. Like just keep. Keep chugging along in those fourteen-hour days. Oh no, I'm like, like muscle the shit out of it. Let's go. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. That's but I but the cool part about that, and I think um, that the the book applies to too many things, and it stares at me every day. It's that grit. That's why we did those podcasts on that. Mm-hmm. Is because like that that first eighty of just like boom is like I kick ass at the interest phase of life. 
I really like just like learning all of these things and seeing if they're interesting. I'm terrible at practice. Like the idea of doing something for 10,000 hours just makes my everything hurt. Like I, I like this, the concept of that, like that's like kind of like you were saying where it's like, you're just going to get into the mud and you're going to work your way through the mud until you get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's like, I'm going to go head first and then I'm going to try and take a quick left out of the mud pit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and well, I got muddy. Well, right, yeah, right. see, I'll be like, well, I'll get into the mud. Like, let's go. Right. But then I'm like, I'll be in there doing it. I'm like, no, there has to be a better way. There's right. got to be a more efficient right. way of doing this. And then I'll get out and I'll be like, we got to rethink this. Yep. But and you're the, just like, no, I'll go. I'll well, walk. and the thing is, if you if you don't have purpose behind it, right, if you don't have that goal, it's just like, well, why did I get muddy? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, and that, that was vet school. Like, it was, especially the last year, yeah. it yeah. was a perpetual state of depression and anxiety-fueled fear right. that I was going to fail, and that's what got me up every day. Not the fact that I would be serving patients yeah. at the end of this, not the fact that, like, I have wanted to do this, and that, like, mm -hmm. the end goal, it was like, if you don't get out of bed today... And if you don't do this assignment, mm -hmm. which we don't have a ton of assignments, but if you Still. don't, if you are not self-motivated mm -hmm. to do this, you will like, you will falter and you will fail. Mm -hmm. And especially with COVID, like our friend group, I feel like we, we, like we have certain things set up to catch people if they fall. Mm -hmm. But like not everyone has that. And I feel like this last year has truly shown that vet school was like, ah, oh, you, you fell. Enjoy repeating that class. Yeah. Like, like a part of like, a you know, that's, you know, we can talk about like the fractured foundation of what the education system mm -hmm. is, right? Like there are things that haven't adapted with the time for the last 30 years if not more than that. Yeah. But also, in reality, as it stands today, it doesn't matter how much you and I talk about it. It ain't changing. Oh, I, I am well aware. <laughs> I, am, I am well aware. Oh, so, yeah. so for me, it's like, okay, well, then what do we actually have control over? You know, and that's why the house system is going to turn yeah. into what it is. It's like, well, we got to get a foot in the door somehow, so now we're going to get a foot in the back door. Well, that I think that's why, like, Amy and I spent... in arguably when we should have been studying right. too much More time on the house time. system simply because we of the vision that we have for it yeah of us being like okay even if we change this house system like this and it does not give us any impact yeah even if it, it's not for us right like it is for the people that come after us because i don't want them to have the exact same experience. I would like it to be just a, a tiny bit better. Yeah. Well, and, and the, well, the yeah. thing is, though, you say that you you know it's time that you should have spent studying. I bet you disagree. Well, eh, kind of. So because I you do. know you know that <laughs> where I said like yeah this is my full send into something mm -hmm, this activity mm -hmm. whatever it is yeah. whether it's a new class or new hobby whatever. Um. Whenever we'd get something that's like, oh, we have to figure this out for the house system. That's like something on my list that should be like down here. Yeah. No, automatically but my, at the top. My brain's like, let's spend four hours on this. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I'll use the rest of the time to maybe finish 
prep. No, that was literally <laughs> me. We would something would we would get an email at nine a.m. So mm-hmm. lectures were usually from eight to noon, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I wouldn't pay attention all the way. Well, yeah, you know. Well, and then I spent like one time I just spent four hours like absolutely completely obsessed with making a spreadsheet that auto calculated <laughs> the winners from our weekly quiz results mm-hmm. because I didn't want to do that every week. Mm-hmm. No. And that's, that's what I did for four hours is I coded that spreadsheet, which you have to know she is the queen of spreadsheets. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She knows oh. all the tricks in Excel oh. and oh. how oh, did she, I not know this? Oh, she makes oh. them beautiful. Oh my God. Too. I it's am, great. I am, <laughs> if it can be made into a spreadsheet, then <laughs> it is a spreadsheet now. <laughs> Um, our clerkships from like our, so our friend group has like six people. We get our clerkship announcements for our drafts. We get them at work. I'm here at 4 PM and I'm like, don't worry guys. When I get home, I'm making a spreadsheet. I, I get home. It's 1 AM. What is the first thing I do is I grab my computer and I run to the couch. I'm like, Amy, I get to make the spreadsheet now. So now there's a color coded spreadsheet with all of us so that we can, you know, see what clinicals everybody has and if they're moving them around and if we can all have diagnostic pathology together, which now there's four of us, no, five of us, five of us us. out of 11 in diagnostic pathology in one, uh, in, in one, uh, one rotation, take over a whole class. Yeah. Um, that sounds like. And that's what I do literally with everything. A very positive experience for most. It's great because, so she's got like that. Excel spreadsheet, yeah. and then I have that high aesthetic. Right. So I'm like, well, we need to color code this. It needs like these keys, and mm-hmm. we need all these different like yeah. things for whether this is an elective, whether this is planned. Yep. And oh, we just have a great time. Yeah. That was probably the my, so yeah. So I'll <laughs> actually put I I didn't put it up on the YouTube page yet, but um, I'll throw a I'll throw it up, and then I'll throw a link in the description if anybody's listening. But for the takeover that you guys did. Um, that was really fun from an outsider's perspective to watch the development phase, you know, cause the, the actual mm-hmm. production phase is production. Like it's just, it's just execution at that point. Yeah, yeah. But, um, anytime that I throw out an idea like that, I'm super scared all the time because I, I am more, I, I, I bounce, I can be a visionary, but when I have a vision, it's like I really have a hard time fulfilling. But if I have somebody else's vision, I don't have a problem fulfilling it. It's like I can't do both mm-hmm. at the same time for some reason. But in that instance, it was like, hey, I have this idea. Please run with this. <laughs> Meanwhile, There's a lot of hope. You, you present it, and I'm like, I love it. Right. However, we sit in the break room, and you're like, what are your ideas? Yeah. And I was like we wait for Amy? Right. Because I have none. You yeah. tell me what to do. I will do exactly what you want. I will I will do the thing. Right. But that... But I don't know. And then it was Amy walked in and it was like, oh, well, now this all makes sense. Yes. Because as soon as the wheels... It was that, you know, that first 20% yes. agony. Um, but that was probably the coolest part about work is watching you two work together. It was like you, you bounce things back and forth off of each other so efficiently um, that like my job in that project was super easy. Like I took an hour to write bad jokes that you guys <laughs> yeah. turned into good jokes. In, in, in approximately well, an hour. We sat down. Yeah, it didn't take like any no. time at Right all. before we came. Yeah. And we're like, okay. 
let's do this. Right. But, but, and, and I think that was a cool learning experience to, you know, do something different that's creative and, you know, it, it, that's pure collaboration, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of vulnerability in that. We made fun of ourselves a lot <laughs> it was, in that process. Okay. Yeah. I will say that um, a lot of my friends, yeah. Who just happened to like my uh, vet school Instagram because yeah. yep. I don't post on my regular Instagram. I'm sure they were like, "What is this?" Yeah, my boyfriend's like, mm, "I don't funny. understand this." And my friend's like, "What was that thing you were in?" Yeah, like you looked really professional, but I don't understand. I'm like, "Oh, maybe we're a little heavy on the inside." Jokes. No, but then no, but then all of the vet school people I know yeah. were like, "This is hilarious." Right. Okay, good. this is amazing. Yeah. See, so you always like, you got to go into it knowing that you have a very limited audience. And, and, and so, but, but like result regardless, like the, uh, to me, the experience of going through that in, from an outsider's perspective and watching you guys do that, it was like, oh, well, clearly something's working here. Um, but to go back to, um, you know, how you guys work, you know, collaborate as a friend group in vet school, right? That's, that to me is one of those things where y'all just kind of find your roles. Carlo has talked about that on the podcast before, how, you know, he would be the guy that did all the notes and then everybody would wait for him to send out all of his notes. I don't notes, know what you're talking about. Probably I don't send over. out all of the learning objectives <laughs> and completely color-coded okay. with arrows that point to the pictures that then Amy makes into fun little diagram, little one-sheet things that mm. summarize each disease process. Yeah, because high aesthetic. Right. And Boom. Yeah. But what I, don't, no, what, I don't, <laughs> what I don't understand is that she'll go through, she'll make, like, fill out all the learning objectives. And I'm like, where did you get this information? I did the exact same prep that you did. I was in the exact same class. And I'm like, I didn't get the answer to that one. Mm. She's just magic. I don't know. That's right. why we need her notes. <laughs> mm. And then, but if it weren't for what you, Anderson, would do, your thing wouldn't exist. I mean, it could, but it wouldn't be to the same level. If yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're like, generally, I do like to make things straight from my own work. Mostly what I yes. use your notes for is when I'm panicking and I haven't mm, studied yes. at all mm-hmm. and it's right before the exam mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. need to read through what I was supposed to learn. Yeah. Um, or like take notes quickly on yeah. that. But But then you make the one sheet. Yeah. And then it's consumable to like everybody. And it's yeah. and it's well, those highlights, right? Well, then you have like different forms of media. So like not everyone can just read notes with uh, like pictures and arrows and things. Yep. Some people need like actual diagrams or mm-hmm. tables, which I didn't think I would make tables. Oh, neuro. Oh my God, neuro. Neuro. So many tables. Oh my God, I just had like 30 <laughs> straight pages of tables. And I was just like, huh. this is terrible. I don't know. But I mean, it was the only way to organize neuro. Like and I don't know, know why, yeah. but it, that was it. Yeah. You guys made it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am here, right? I can finish myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We, third year, here we come. Yeah. I like it. So, going into third year, um, you know, basically, you guys, actually, I don't want to run away from it now that I'm recollecting this thought because I don't want to get away from the house system thing. Okay, yep. okay, yeah. As you talk about how it's time that you should have quote unquote spent on studying. Yeah. He did come back to it. I did. Yeah, that's okay. I couldn't let, let this one go. It's okay, Ben. <laughs> so I, I personally, I try to fight that all the time. Where it's like there's just something that's in the forefront of my brain. And it's like I just really want to work on this right now. Like just all mm-hmm. the time. But I know that there's like eight other things I probably should do. But I simply 
cannot do them, or if I do them, they're half-assed. Because I want to be doing the other thing. As, as soon as you do the thing, everything else is so much easier. I mean, it's so much easier. Hence, hence why this, yeah. especially this last year, I kind of just said f it, like. You know what? I know I, I know myself. I know I will get the prep done. I know I will finish my learning right. objectives. You know what? I I want to spend four hours doing house system things and being a nerd and organizing yeah. my email. Like I oh, organizing email. Right? Like finally I, getting through that, and you just feel like the weight off yeah. your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. I'm I like, get it. Yeah. I yeah. can't stand a full inbox. Right. And so like finally allowing myself to be like, you know what? What do you want to do? Right. Yeah. Do you, well, do you want to read a book? Right? Like this mm-hmm. last you're, April? You're allowed. <laughs> well, this, like I was a avid reader. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like those summer little like learning, um, like not contests, but challenges for like kids over the summer. Oh, yeah, where yeah. Can, oh read 40 hours over mm-hmm. the summer. Hi, librarian. It's been two and a half days. I've read 40 hours. Can I have all my prizes now? <laughs> like, and they knew they knew it was me, right? And they were like, "Yeah, yeah. you're not lying. Yeah, like you're a freak. Believable, like, absolutely." And once I made it to vet school, like I, it had tapered off in undergrad for sure. Mm-hmm. And then coming into vet school, like I, not denied, but like was just like, "There's not time for that." Right. This last April, in the middle of a class, I was like, "You know what I want to do right now." binge read 800 pages of this book mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. And then it's like May 15th and I've read 10, like six to 800 page, like fantasy adult novels. Hmm. Like, and you bought more and then I bought more. Yeah. So like, what was the results from like an actual grades perspective? Did it impact anything? No. Right. Yeah, I don't think it like, did. I think I literally did better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, me binging an entire anime. Like, instead of like doing anything for a class like it might have like a couple questions but Mm -hmm. like if you're present in class you're supposed to be getting like multiple applications yeah so Mm -hmm. even if you miss it in prep or you didn't finish all of prep like you should still be Mm -hmm. getting exposed to it so it's one of those things where it's like well well, i kind of remember that so like my chances of getting that multiple choice question right about the same yeah no so like but that Throughout second year, there was definitely, I'm going to call it an incline. It was not a decline of where I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I did my best. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're going to accept that. And I was, I was actually talking with Carlo the other day about that, about how like first year I verbalized out loud, like grades don't, like it doesn't matter. I'm here to pass, to learn, to, like, become a vet at the end of it. Second year is when I actually embraced that idea a little bit. Well, I think we kind of had to after, like, one... <laughs> after when, when you're Okay, so, like, first year, ooh, doing well. Think, feeling good about grades. You're, you're like, okay, this is, this is a, little, a little challenging. Yeah. And like, it's a little hard. You get into second year and you're like, okay, still doing pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hit one class where you're like, oh, I did not do good at all. And you're like, well, I might as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I've already hit that. So, like, anything's better than that. See, I, see, I, didn't, I didn't do too bad in that one because I refused. Because I w- I'm spiteful. I can't remember. And, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there was only one class that I actually, like, well, okay. So, yeah, there was only one class that I actually, like, 
didn't do that great in, I think it was last semester. And it wasn't like, it wasn't. It wasn't MSK? I feel, it was endo. Oh yeah. And I was so excited for endocrine. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, this is so applicable. This is going to be great. Learn about all these diseases. And it just, the way it was taught did not coordinate with like my brain and like mm -hmm. how the questions were written for the exam. The questions wasn't, were written in an exceptionally difficult manner. It, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> something like normally I can learn something, think about it, and like I'm able to know that enough to be able to apply you, it to you questions. You don't have to rote memorize things. No. If you understand the concept and you know the terminology, yeah. then you and can work your way through to the answer. So mm -hmm. it just literally didn't... That was not this yeah, class. Yeah, the way Critical the exams thinking. work didn't... Yes, yeah. yes. That was <laughs> it, not this class. It was like, oh, you memorize that if this one value is this point, this much below the curve, but we're not going to oh, well. give you reference ranges but like it's like a thing oh no it, it would be like oh well instead of asking you like oh what does this patient have given like these lab results mm -hmm. or like what are you thinking of it's like oh this patient has this already like are, what what values are like this and what would you expect or like it, what it, other it was something like, about another disease and it's like yeah it'd be like here are the values of this that led us to believe that it has addisons and then it's like what other values would be wrong mm. And what would they be? Yeah. It and I'm like, I don't know. I didn't memorize that. I learned that if I look at a patient, these are the values that I look at. And this is the pattern that I would expect. Mm -hmm. I yeah. did not look at chlor. I did not memorize what the chloride is going to do in this specific type of patient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you taught me to look at this specific test. I know to look at that test, if that's inconclusive, then let's evaluate some of our other parameters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that gets kind of into like that concept of like the negative diagnostic though too right like mm -hmm. like, yep. like you have to like and i think that's really what your brain is saying in that instance it's like well in reality it doesn't matter how much of this that i know like i'm gonna miss on some of these it's mm -hmm. just the reality of medicine it's like, yes it's called practice yes. so like if you're ready for the like the the idea of saying if we do this diagnostic, we will either get yes or no, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I'm oversimplifying the shit yes, out of Yes, no, that. or maybe. Yeah. Yes. Right. But that, to be ready for that, rather than having the expectation of, I'm a doctor, so I need to know the diagnostic to get the yes. Right. That's an unfair expectation. That's unrealistic. That does not, and I, I don't know, I don't, I'm not living your guys' life, but y'all are as close to baby vets as I've had in a while in here. Cause no, no, we're baby vets. Right. Like little infant vets. Yeah. So, I, know, I know a lot of people don't like that term. Um, that's fine. But usually I think it's because they're referring to like first year out. Like when you're first year out, don't call yourself a baby vet. No, right. you are, you you're, are you're a vet. Like, yeah. But yeah, I think as a vet student, it is, oh yeah, it is logical so, to say like, I am a like, so, a baby vet. Yeah. So because of that fact, what is the expectation that, what are you perceiving is the expectation for when you actually graduate? That I won't know what the frick <laughs> I'm doing. That, and that is, I was talking with a person, a doctor here, Christina. Okay. I was talking with Christina the other day and I was like, yeah, like, how, like, You've been here like about a year. Yeah. Like how, yeah. like, how's it going? And she was like, you know what? Like the best part is that I can do all of these diagnostics. And if I turn around and say, I don't know what is happening. Mm -hmm. 
that's okay. Yeah. And, like, that is the expectation that, like, I feel like is sometimes portrayed in vet school. But a lot of times they're like, no, like, gold standard. Mm-hmm. Like, do all the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you'll get these answers. And sometimes you won't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like as a vet, like, you come out, like, you have the tools to to be successful. But you, you also, like, accept the fact that you're not going to know and you're going to have to work at it. But, like, it will come. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like, that if you go into it with that ex- with the expectation that, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to say, I don't know. If you go into it with the mindset of, I can't miss, I can't fail, I have to bat a thousand, like, mm-hmm. I can't make mistakes, um, that, to me, is the fastest route into the same mindset that you guys were essentially pushed into through covid vet school is like that mm-hmm. like that darkest pit of like oh my god why am i doing this what am i doing this is terrible is there something over there i don't know she oh no looking. no <laughs> don't worry about it what are you i know about? i'm very like self-conscious about like any noise i could possibly make what, oh what i'm just gonna make all the noise what is is well no it's good. my boyfriend has misophonia and so okay like i can't eat an apple in front of him so if I think I might make any mouth noise. I'm just over here. Oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were looking over here, and I'm like, is yeah. there like a dog? No, no, no. It's no. Just, is there something no, we're in good. this corner? We're good. That's, that's acceptable. I, yeah. I, I applaud you for, for you, your graciousness. <laughs> my my uh, self-consciousness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, but again... To go back to, because this is what I love about the podcast. Sometimes you just got to go where the squirrel's going. You, 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 that, that to me, those expectations on yourself is the thing that pushes you into that place. And that place is, uh, the thing that takes the light away is the absence of hope. And that was my favorite part about that book. And I swear, everybody should read Grit because it taught me a lot about the way that I think about how I work, what I'm working on where I'm spending my time, all of this stuff, because what it did is it said, hey, if you're interested in this thing and you know that you can't think about something else until you at least Mm -hmm. get through this process, because you can't triage the things in your life without going through that interest phase. So there's something telling you that this is a higher triage item, but you're just being like, nah, I don't, I'm not gonna ignore those variables. Is it's like, no, it's just way easier to, allow prioritization in life to happen like you can't you can't lose your guiding light you got to have principles you got to have your your why right and that was i think you kind of brought that up right like i kind of lost that so know what that is know why it is that you know what what your kind of what your hope for your intentions in life are right Mm -hmm. not to say that you're going to do them perfectly you know like for me i would love i really have a desire to be a great husband and father and I'm not great at that all the time, but I at least want to be that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't also have interests. That doesn't mm-hmm, mean that, you mm-hmm. know, when my buddy s- says yesterday, like, hey, we're going to play D&D tonight. Are you going to come? And I'm like, I haven't really seen my son a lot in the last two months, but also that sounds fun. Yeah. And I, I know that if I would have stayed home, I would have hung out with him, but I would have been thinking about D&D the whole damn time. And so now yeah. that I'm going to hang out with him, like specifically on Thursday and Friday, it's like, well, that's what we're doing today. 
mm-hmm. and it just and it just makes it better. So, but the reason is because me being able to do that, like I can have hope in a lot of different areas, and that's the thing that I don't lose. And if you were talking about walking out of vet school with all of these expectations and like just berating yourself to the point where it's like I can't miss that's you're going to lose hope instantly because as soon as you fail, as soon as you miss on one, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of garbage. There's nothing that I've like, I haven't earned this imposter syndrome comes into play, all that crap. This summer, my one goal, my like the one goal I had that I wrote in my notebook about for like the first, like four weeks I was here, Mm -hmm. three, four weeks was I wanted to build like my confidence and, like work on that yeah, and be like, you know what? And not just like confidence, but decrease like the self depre- like deprecation. Yes. That yeah. I almost said depreciation. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're similar. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah. Um, and like, so I would come home from a shift and be like, okay, like we had, we had a good eight hours, but you had a little bit where like you got in your head a little, we're going to work through this and we're going to figure out why you got in your head. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Okay, so we did, but we have worked through this, and that was not okay. We acknowledge, like, when you made an estimate, you 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 missed one thing on it. Right. Okay, you what did you do? You went back up after you were transferring charges, and you said, yeah. "Hey, I forgot this. Do you mm-hmm. want me to go present another estimate?" Mm-hmm. And then you did, and you moved on, right? Yeah. And you caught the mistake, even if you didn't catch the mistake, and someone else did. Like, that's good job. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, I, I told you, I had a really bad day here once. Like, it, it's not all been sunshine and roses. Sunshine and, roses. Mm-hmm. and it's no fault of the clinic or anything. Like, literally, the clinic set me up for success. You, you are allowed to have bad days. my brain set me up for failure. Mm-hmm. So, like, coming into this last summer, I spent all summer working with horses. Yeah. And so, like, first day, one, we're not coming in just a shadow and, like, do like the extern thing we're here to learn the mss role and work mm-hmm. and so you need a lot like quite a bit of days to start to feel comfortable in that role learn all the things you need to do and that puts my mind in like oh i'm support staff like i gotta i have to have my may my brain thinking well you need to be learning how to do this mm-hmm. so like first few, quite a few days that's like all i'm thinking about and i'm like i have to learn TPRs for small things because day one, the first thing I listened to was a cat, and I'm like, that's faster than 30 beats per minute. <laughs> for, for reference, that is that is the like the range of a horse right. heartbeat. Yeah, it's like 30. Right. Not, and, yeah. Not, not, not too dirty. No. Right. And like the catheters I'd place are like this long right. and in horse necks, and I'm like, I've seen catheters done in dogs and cats, and I've drawn blood yeah. from horses it's, it's just like it's different having to transfer everything over was kind of like i gotta put my mind in this game because yep. before vet school like some of my friends or colleagues they had like some small animal experience where they actually did things where in my assistant role i didn't do any technician things so like the most i did was like oral meds and vaccines and like sub pokes because mm-hmm. everything else that's like for a technician to do legally mm-hmm Mm-hmm. As far as I'm, I know. Right. No, 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 it is. It is right. because yeah. one clinic I worked at, I did arguably too many things that I was like, I don't know how to do that. And they were like, you're yeah. fine. Um, and then the other one was like, no, like you don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have someone else do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. 
that, that sounds smart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Legally, let's do that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But no, so putting myself in this mindset of like everything's really different, even though I've been in a small little clinical setting before, I haven't like done the things. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in my head, and then I had one day where, like, everyone was being great to me, and they're like, "Hey." I am a doctor while you're holding this patient. Like I can ask you questions cause you're a vet school student. Yep. And I'm like, Oh great. But my mind's like, it can't click over. Yep. Cause I'm like, I need to be ready. If this patient does something, I'm always thinking about like, Oh, well, how when should I be holding this exam, for you? What, when you yeah, rotate like, the patient mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And like what I'll be doing next. And like, what do you need from me? And so to get into like that, like vet mindset of actually critically yep. thinking, I'm like, yeah. I was deer in headlights and I felt super stupid. I couldn't think of mast cells is mm-hmm. what he was asking. He was like, well, what's similar to this type of cell that you're seeing here? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, just blank. Yeah. yeah. And Round. so that didn't, that, that <laughs> hurt. like, and it's something that's so stupid. And because he didn't expect anything of me right. and was just like, oh, well, it's like this. Right. Oh, great. Yeah. But like in my head, I'm like, Ooh, imposter syndrome. This is it. It's over for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know this cell. I'm. Uh, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And then like later, I go to take an X-ray. And like, granted, I was told to take this view, but like in context, it should have been a slightly different view. Mm. And so Carla was like, "Well, normally when we do that, we want to include the stifles." And I was like, I, uh, "This is it for me. I might like. <laughs> I might as well go home." Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so I go home, and it's all these like stupid things that yeah that that's nothing right everyone does that no one was mad at me i that, shouldn't have been mad at myself you have a chorus no. of people around you saying it's not a big deal no but i go home and i cry in the shower right yeah yeah and yeah and uh, but it's just one of those things where i felt like i was doing the imposter syndrome thing and i'm like why am i doing that mm-hmm. well okay I, ha- I have a theory is because here, like, everybody has confidence in us. Mm-hmm. Confidence, I mean, it is okay to be like, yeah, I don't know how to do that when they ask you to do something. And then they're like, oh, I will give it to someone else if we have time. Like, let's teach you. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's get you so that you can do that in the future. Mm-hmm. That's, like, not been a thing where other people have that sort of confidence in you. Because I, was it, what day is it? Tuesday? Today Tuesday. It's Tuesday today. So Sunday... You know, it's insane. We're a little bit short-staffed. Carla's running the bar and seeing patients. Mm-hmm. I'm standing there waiting for him to hand me this estimate, and he starts walking away to a room. Mm-hmm. Looks at Trevor and goes, Rebecca's running the bar now. <laughs> uh. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I ran it for like four and a half hours. Yeah. That's right. Terrifying. I had so much adrenaline. There was so much, oh my God. I'm like, sorry, everybody. I think things are happening. Nothing's died. So then after like three hours, I'm like, hey, Trevor, you have a minute. Can I just, I just need to, I need to talk and I need you to just listen. Mm -hmm. And I just need to say the things and work through what I have on the bar here so that I don't F it up. And he's like, well, I mean, it looks fine. Right. And Carla's like, well, we've been watching you. And I'm like, well, I know you have, but it's been three hours and nobody came yeah. back. Yeah. And he's like, no, like you're fine. Like you are doing great. Like if you weren't, we would have come back. Right. 
And that you would have known if you would have messed up bad enough that somebody else had to come into play. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, no. And it's, it's been interesting because, um, I did another thing with x-ray, like like, technically not wrong, but Mm -hmm. like technically not right. Yeah. I get those. Yeah. So, um, when like Carlo came out of x-ray and I was somewhere else and I'd been taking these views and he's like, Oh, well, this is wrong. In, in like a tone where you'd be like, oh, it, it, I didn't want that to happen. And so I was like, oh, God, I did that. This is going to be my fault. What did I do? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to be mad. Someone's going to be mad. They're going to well, come. They're going to find me. No. And then I, I go up to him like, okay, brave moment. What did I do wrong with the rads? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not the energy I was expecting. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. And then you like, just explain to me how like, the reason why he was a little slightly more upset, like in the moment was because like he had technically asked for it to be done a certain way, mm-hmm. but then that wasn't communicated to me. So it's just a communication problem. Right. And then he was like, yeah, no, otherwise it's great. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shoot. Like the kindness. Yeah. Well, it's patience. And th- yes, That's that the word is, that is the word I'm like, like the yeah. patience yeah. or like understanding. Just yeah. like, yeah. In that, and to me that is, so the the process of and this is actually so you you know you when we first kind of started amy you had brought up like hey i don't know if i'm ever you know if i i wasn't sure when i got here if this is where i would want to end up right but it's like i'm going to take these things whatever they might be lessons ideas processes and no matter where i go i'm going to take the good stuff and i'm going to try to apply it as best as i can that process is where creating accountability came from because you know we if you've listened to, I think that would have been like 13 through 16, something like that, you know, creating accountability used to be one thing. And then we kind of, Carlo put it every piece together, but the missing piece in that whole process was what I coined as a fall tolerance, because we kept talking about fail forward. And I'm like, but nobody's actually failing. And I don't like that word. And that word has such a negative context and a negative connotation behind it that it's like, if you're here, and you're putting your absolute best foot forward and you have a growth mindset and you're learning, you're not failing, but you're still gonna make mistakes. Like mistakes mm-hmm. are inevitable mm-hmm. no matter how much experience, how many, you know, what, what, whoever you are, you're gonna mess up. So I'm like, well, they're not failing, they're just falling because a failure is getting into a failure mindset. So mm-hmm. it, when you let the thing beat you, and you and you you can't win anymore and you can't get back into collaboration now you failed but that process ex- was like that there was a lot of hours in Ben's mm-hmm. head put into that mm-hmm. idea is all because it's so hard to put that idea of learning by mistake in front of people like it's so hard to, to be like hey i'm going to have you do this thing i'm going to throw you on the bar right now and then I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to say anything about how you're doing for three hours, positive or negative. We are just going to let the wheel spin. We're, right? we're going to see what happens. And right. you're trying. Right. And you have you want growth. Yeah. And, well, the, so, and great. Right. We're, we're here for you if you need help. It's right. not like. But the thing that most people expect in that is like, hey, you're doing a good job. And in this context of emergent urgent it's so hard to set that time aside 
mm-hmm. in the moment. Like we have, you know, one of the things about after actions that is, you know, it, it's good and bad is most of the time it revolves around a negative event. Yes. You can do them around positive events, but it's so hard to find to the fucking time yeah. to do it right. And that's a similar thing where it's like, hey, this is working, so let's just keep going. Because guess what? That line hasn't gotten any shorter. <laughs> yeah. There's still 15 yeah. patients on this bar, even though we've gotten 15 out in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the, we have absolutely hammered this out. And, you know, I, I know that it's been, you know, the priority has waxed and waned over time of like really wanting to make that more of a priority, but we can acknowledge that it's hard to be like, you're doing a good job. So what happens is the negative, when you learn in, an, in the negative, it can sound like negative all the time. It can feel like they're only telling me when I'm making mistakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the thing that you really have to hang your hat on and just keep your mindset positive is in the way that you do it is through forgiving yourself is if it's quiet, that means you're doing good. If you're just, if you're continuing to do your job, if you're maintaining that standard, yeah. it's like, nobody's really going to be like, you're doing your job really well because this, this is going to, it's well, going to get disingenuous <laughs> well, too over well, you, time. You say that, but then I'm doing the thing and I'm, I'm telling my, like the support staff at the time, I think I only had like three people I was directing because we didn't have any hands, but I was like, I'm sorry. It like I'm gonna tell you right now. If I'm like telling you to do something mm-hmm. and it's wrong, you gotta say it. You got you have to tell right. me. <laughs> right. And they did. Like, yep. hey, you sure you want me to do that? Like, what? Yep. If, like, what if I did that? And I was like, yeah, that is fantastic. Right. And then at one point, I was like, yeah, guys, like I'm really like I'm sorry. I I don't really know what's happening. And they're like, no, like you're doing good. Right. I promise. Right. It's fine. Keep doing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is. That's all I needed yeah. was just me being like, I acknowledge to you, I don't know what I'm doing. You acknowledge to me, you understand that. And that like, if I'm missing something here, mm-hmm. I know that you're not just going to like, let me do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're not like, just going to let you eat that <laughs> bullet. <laughs> right. Like, but even to go to your thing, Amy, about, you know, it, it, cause running triage is it's an a, absolute art. Oh. It's, yeah. it's hard, oh, yeah. but you know, in, in, but, but even like the sim- the simple tasks, yeah, like they're gonna let you fail. Well, it's that's what that was Amy's example, right? Like, like in terms of like, hey, I want this radiographic image. In theory, like by the book, like it is simple. But you guys just said it. It's like, well, it's easy, but it's also not. And yeah. so you make a you make a, a a small mistake that your your psyche is just like blows it up. Right, it just you make this big it, thing it out your of entire oh, brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know you 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 make you, excuse my gendered terminology, but you manned up and you just you know you owned it. That's that's what that is, right? And as soon as that happens, that's the thing about Carlo that most people don't understand because he has a hair trigger when he needs it. Is he <laughs> also has a hair trigger on forgiveness? So as soon as you hit own it, he's all the way up into implementing solutions. Yeah. He takes for granted the forgiveness part, which is that is the slowing down and the saying, Hey, you're still doing a good job. Hey, I know why you're here. So, you know, I've told him mm-hmm. that a hundred times. Um, but my question then is you made a mistake. What about the next time that that same image came up? You didn't make that mistake. Well, I won't. I'll you say, won't. Well, I won't. Um, and 
because I knew why I did that wrong right. was because of a communication right. issue. Right. Then I'll be like, oh, well, if I'm going to take these same kind of rads again, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure, how do you want this? Yeah. Am I doing it right, right. before I start? And, and, and it's going to be super efficient too, right? Oh, yeah. And the thing about it is once that actually goes through, you're going to ask those three questions or whatever it turns into, and then the, and the images are going to be taken correctly, yeah. and then no one's going to say anything. They're not going to well, be like, well, who took these great I pictures, mean, right? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. No, it's just no, reality. But, but I think even regardless, even if you missed those three questions the next time you did it, like, and the, they're again, like they're yeah. missing our stifles. Yep. Then you have that same react. Like you have that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we missed it again. Like why? Right. And then it's like, Oh, communication error. Let's, let's figure out, like, what do we need to communicate specifically mm-hmm. when you're asked to take these rads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with those like, ones, yeah, it was, it's like, oh, well, we want lateral stifle, but then it said pelvis. So I was yeah, like, VD pelvis. You, mm. It's well, pelvis cause he with read, the stifles. Well, and I'm like, well, I'll give you pelvis because it should focus on that. And it's like, granted, if I was taking pictures of stifles, I should then take the AP view, which is what he actually wanted for that one. And then the other one was a, a barium study, which in the like x-ray program that you have, you can you essentially plus, add, add plus, a, well, you can add oh, like another yeah. study. Yeah, you do the series. And so I was like, yep. well, inst- there's already like four rads under yep. this dog. Like yep. I'll just click the button here and then have the barium study separate. And it's like, oh, well, it sh- should be together, I guess. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it just small. But, but the process of yeah. working through, like, okay, like, we thought we fixed it. Yeah. We didn't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't we fix it? Yeah. Like, was it because we tried to fix it and it didn't work? Like, let's reassess. Like, that yeah. just, like, continual loop of growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Well, and then if I did it wrong, someone else might do it wrong. So yes. if it was a communication error, is it, like, Oh, mm-hmm. is it because just of your interpretation or like could other people interpret it that way? Yeah. So. Yep. Well, that's no different than Enerson you saying like, hey, if I'm going to make a mistake and we can catch it before I make it, that would be super if y'all could say something. Yeah. yeah. Because. And, they, and they, they did. Yeah. And. Yeah. But like that, like support and understanding and the communication there. Mm-hmm. This is the first summer where I have felt like I would have said that. Mm. I don't know if I would have said that mm-hmm. at another job previous in vet school being yeah. like, so like vulnerable mm-hmm. with everyone mm-hmm. and being like, Hey, I, I work with you all. Like we have a communication style in pay- place when I am MSS and you are MSS and we are like both simultaneously doing the same role. Yep. This is now a thing. Don't really know what's happening. I'm going to be vulnerable, and I'm going to tell you I don't know what's right. happening. Yeah. Right. Well, because as a like, student or as someone who is like pre-vet, anything like that, any opportunity you're given, you're like, I can't miss out on this. Yeah. So if you were to think, well, if I'm vulnerable and say like, hey, I might not do this right, like, or I might need help, you worry that they'll just say, well, don't do it. Yeah, then they'll take it. Well, I have had that. I yeah. talked about in the last pod- mm-hmm. podcast where like, like experiences have been revoked yeah because of mistakes yep like yeah i will say that if there is any wisdom that i can provide it's 
that I understand that response because if you are limited in opportunities and you kind of got to put on a brave face and maybe like fib a little bit to get your hands in. Yeah, that's a thing. I get that. But you can't go into it with that being your active mindset either. It's like, yeah, yeah you're going to say this shit to this person because you have to play the game. But also when you walk into that and if you make a mistake, you can't let it break you because you thought you were that person. Mm -hmm. And then once you're out of the game, because everybody gets out of the game at some point, don't perpetuate the game. Is if whether you're here, whether you're somewhere else, whether you're not working in this industry at all, it's it's vulnerability. You have to have that. Because the more that you can do it, the more other people will do it. Somebody just has to break the seal. Yeah. That didn't exist around here at all forever. Like that didn't yeah. just it didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. It was no, like, we're all gonna make mistakes, guys, and I'll be the first to tell you that. I will make a mistake. Mm -hmm. I used to say that when I was on the floor, like literally every shift. Like, hey. You, you literally said that over Memorial Day. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, make this estimate right, then. And right. he's like, okay, I might mess it up. Right. <laughs> and they're like, sounds good. Right. Yeah. You're and then I actually messed it up four times, but I got caught before yeah. it was right. So, yeah. but that, like, I literally would say that every shift. Like, hey, I don't know what my mistake's going to be yet, but I'm going to make it. And then I'm going to fix it mm -hmm. or, or I'll let you guys know when I make it. And if I can't fix it yeah. and it would happen often, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. but, but that's just the reality. So if you go into the scenario thinking like, Hey, if, if I'm of that mindset where I have to earn my place in doing this thing, because I'm in vet school and I have to play this game. And if I don't say that I can do it absolutely perfectly, I'm not going to get it that's a, you're going to lose well and i it feels like a like almost like a political game and oh, it absolutely I, is. and i hate playing games. it ain't getting any better I, anderson i know <laughs> that i know but so so the thing games. is like just know that it that it exists and that's i think mm -hmm. that was probably you know and actually that gets me back to kind of where i think i wanted this to start and i think we've gone a lot of good ways but amy you brought it up you refound your why in this process, Enerson, you've went from, you know, in that dark, depressed place of like, why am I in vet school to now? It's like, well, now I'm just going to get through vet school <laughs> because yes, like, like, it's like a I bump in the road. Do I have to finish vet school? No, right. like, so we went from the email that I sent to Carlo that was like, ah, this is I bad. Right. Like, this is bad. To now, like, working with people and I'm coming up to a point where I'm working a lot of my like last shifts with people just getting sad and oh, like yeah. getting really sad yeah. and being like no like if I could stay right if MSU could just tell Pa what I need to learn yeah and then I do the thing and I don't leave sure but like I'm gonna make it through the rest don't worry right I'll be back right like yeah no problem like that is so like a complete like not just 180. Like, we, we have, like, completely different, yeah. like, mindset from where I was, like, two and a half months ago. Well, and that yeah. was when, when Brie Kraut was here, because we were her first rotation. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was deliberate. It mm -hmm. was like, hey, we're going to get, because, you know, I, I don't know the actual scheduling of how vet school works, but it was yeah. like, you're going to be here as soon as possible, because it's going to set the tone for all of the rest of the the political game that you're yeah. going to have yeah. to play 
And I think Bree's a pretty perpetually positive person, but it's her clinical rotations are going relatively well, as far as I can tell. I have no idea, um, but I, I hope they are. Right, yeah. but the thing is, like, it sets that tone, and I think that that's what you guys maybe have learned in this process. Is it's like, yeah, there's some games that are that are going to have to be played, but it does isn't going. Hopefully, and I'm going to defer to the both of you to answer this question: Is how do you feel like that is a foundation that can't be shook anymore? So, at least, like, the vulnerability, accountability, uh -huh. as far as that goes, um, at least for me, this isn't, this wasn't, like, my revelation, um, which, it's stupid. So, the first time, like, I, like, felt like I really put myself out there and was accountable is I hit the wrong light switch. So... <laughs> Here? No. Oh, okay. This is years ago. I'm working okay. at the barn, and oh, this I is heard, a really, yeah, heard, this is I've a heard. really stupid story, but this is something that sticks in my head, like yeah. something very small. Mm -hmm. But you stood up for it. Nothing bad happened. Mm -hmm. You can admit you were wrong or you did something wrong. And so, like, I went to go into a room, flick the light switch on the outside. It turned all of the arena lights off, and oh, I was like, yeah. "Oh shoot, yep. that's not good." Like, did I f flip a breaker? And then the lights take like half hour to warm yeah. up to turn back on. Yeah. And we had like lessons coming and I was like, oh my God. And they're like, what happened? And I was like, and I took a breath and I was like, I, I hit this light switch. And they're like, oh, okay, that's for these. So like they turned right. off, we'll just turn them back on. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. Like I'm okay. I lived. Right. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where like my boyfriend wants to say that I never say that I was wrong, but I do frequently. Um, and I think that that's helped us a little bit in communication where you don't really fight about being wrong or not. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you just move on. Mm -hmm. And it, everything happens so much faster. Mm -hmm. And so coming here and having that moment where I'm like, oh, I don't really know you guys. So like, there's that little bit of tension of like, can I really be vulnerable? Will I lose my opportunities? Mm -hmm. And then to just do it, and again, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, well, that's great. Yeah, we'll learn from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I think if it can work in as many different settings that I've used it so far, like I can take that anywhere. And yeah. I think people really appreciate seeing you, especially when we're gonna go out and be doctors, which some places have the hierarchy and might oh, see yeah. you as most. like the leader. <laughs> um, I, think, I think all but most. You're not helping. <laughs> but um, yeah, so going out there and if people see you as like this leader or a role model, and if you're okay with being vulnerable, you, you're changing the game already. Right, yeah. Yeah, you, you would, by nature of your position, it is something that you have a greater potential to lead immediately just because you it, it naturally and that's one thing that i think um uh, i love jordan peterson because he talks a whole he you can learn a lot about hierarchies in reading mm -hmm. his stuff but um we do that all naturally right like in our head no matter how much we say here we topple the totem pole it's still we understand that there's essentially a, a, a command chain in that process. And when you're kind of at the top of that you know, uh, um, chain of command, there we go, 
it's like, yeah, you, you, if you say the thing and you're vulnerable, you do set the tone more naturally. And it's not to say that you're doing it with the intention of staying at the top of the totem pole. It's actually kind of with the intention of doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not off your rocker on that where it's like, yeah, you're, you're, if you're in that seat and you set the tone of like, hey, guys, we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, your risk is probably the biggest too in that role if you actually do make a mistake. But if you can just be a part of it and just be like, hey, man, it's called practice. Yeah. We're still going to do great. Yeah. We're still going to do really, really, really good, if not great. And that's going to be totally worth it. And we're going to learn along the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and working with other people, if you have, you're working with nurses, technicians, yeah. support staff, anyone. And if they don't feel comfortable telling you that they messed up, right. all of a sudden a mistake's been made that you're liable for. Right. And it's because there's no trust there. Right. And you're like, well, that's not helping anyone. Right. So I, I guess before I run away from, or we get too far off of that, like you, when we did the Instagram thing, you know, you, we had made the joke in the middle of it that you were definitely not wanting to do the ER thing. <laughs> and then you guys walk into this and then there's like this little like, I can feel this little bird that's chirping up in the corner that like Amy might be reconsidering that thought, but like, and not to say that it's, there have been some 2am conversations. Yeah. You'll have that. But, um, I guess walk me through kind of where your head's at. Cause I think we got a pretty good, we have, I think I have a pretty good idea of where it was, but where is it at now? Yeah. Um, like I said, kind of in the beginning, um, I've always been, pretty comfortable seeing myself do different things. So it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what I want to do. And apparently, even if I do try to pinpoint it, like coming into vet school, yeah, I end up doing something completely different. So <laughs> I, I'm very like, I, I'd say half and half. Half of me is tense as to like, well, what am I gonna do the future? I gotta like plan, I gotta do this. And then the other half of me is like, well, it's worked out so great so far. Like, look where you are. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, coming into this, the people I had seen be like, oh my gosh, like I'm gung-ho for ER. Like, well, let's, let's heck and go, let's do it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've never experienced that. Like, I do at times like a little bit of a hectic atmosphere to like get your adrenaline running, like doing mm-hmm. something interesting, something exciting, um, really pushing through. But I'm like, I don't know if that's something like I want to do all mm-hmm. day, every day. And so then coming here, I was like, oh, well, I, I probably won't really like this. I like the relationships you make with GP uh, yeah. clients, yep. caregivers. Yep. And then I'm like, the other side of my brain is while I'm here, I'm like, shoot, this is really efficient. Like you could do wellness visits in a totally different way mm-hmm. and it could work out so much better, so much faster. And so I'm like, well, crap. Like. How do I, how do I mesh this? Or Mm -hmm. now I'm in a position where we're trying to look for externships. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, (laughs) yeah, this is my crisis right now where now it's like, well, I should be trying to find places that I want to kind of like interview. Yep. And I'm like, how do I find them? Mm-hmm. Where? How do I find? Well, you look on their website where there's absolutely no. zero information. All the all the websites are like cookie cutter. They're the same mission yeah. statements. Like we're gonna do good medicine, and I'm like, cool. But okay, are that's, you a, are that's you the bar. Yeah. Here. No. Okay. <laughs> the bar is that we practice good medicine. I'm like, I need like a- thanks for <laughs> thanks for stating that. Well, no, and now, like I said, you guys, 
ruined me essentially because I'm like, well, where? How do I find? Yeah a place that I want to be that's another force of change because I can't just go somewhere and be like oh this is the status quo like this is boring no one mm -hmm, wants mm -hmm. to keep growing no one wants to keep doing better no one wants to like yep. integrate new things or like if I have to go somewhere then it's like taking a step backwards essentially well, I'm like I don't want to live in Wisconsin so oh, if you it. if mm -hmm. you open a practice like in the south where it's warm yeah well yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll be there <laughs> That's, that goes back to, you know, when um, I think Car when, when Carlo and Katie bought the clinic, they, 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 they called like there, they had a, an individual or a team of people call like every clinic in the entire state. It was like 500 some clinics and they like, how many of them would be interested in selling? It was like 460. I thought it was like 394 out of like four. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. like it, it was, was an, it, it was, was like 80 amount. plus yeah. percent. Yeah. And that was six years ago. Set almost holy shit, almost seven years ago, and that number ain't going down. So you talk about opportunity, you know, yeah. and and to me that's the biggest thing is that was when um, we had Bree on here for sixty one. You know, that idea of a dream practice. In reality, you're probably not going to find it. You're, you're probably going, going to, to have it, to make yeah. it. Um, you know, you can you can start with an advantage. You can start with a better team. You can start with people that, like, when you tell them what it is that you want to do, like, really attach themselves onto the idea. You find your Enersons of the world, right? Where it's like you say the right thing, and they're like, "I'm going to do all of that." Where do I have to do <laughs> that, that? That is a really valid point. <laughs> that happens. I wouldn't say frequently. Yeah. But that that is certainly what has happened here. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. so, and it's not, you know, and, and the thing is, it doesn't matter where you go. And that's why I say, don't be afraid of that vulnerability. And, and that's, that's, you know, we talk about golf. Now I think about light switches. Like, don't be afraid of the light switch. Yeah. If you're not sure which light switch it is, just hit one. Cause in the end of the day, it's a freaking light switch. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you hit the wrong one, turn it back on. Yeah. It might be in a smiled inconvenience, but at the end of the day, if you hit it right, no one's going to say anything because it's just, this is what I was supposed to do. I was just supposed to turn a light switch off and you just, it's vulnerability. Just don't be, don't be the guy that has to ask every question along every, every step of the way, because that's going to slow everybody up. Yeah. Um, but you're going to take, you're going to take all of that stuff and it doesn't matter where you end up. It's going to, it's going to be intoxicating to the people that you're around. That's the thing about this whole process. And as you, you know, as we have gone from the, growing that web of, in, you know, in the exam room to the clinic, to the community, now into the schools. I mean, every time, every time that it's in, in a one hour of somebody saying what is happening here. So, cause like I could put you two in front of the house system to explain what paw health is. And it would probably sound a hell of a lot like Carlo because that's just where it comes from. You but mean, it, you, you can't mean, tell I, me you when can't. I talk to my family about this when right. we were visiting, <laughs> right? And I had to explain it like four different times. Yeah. But like, but they're but they're without but, context. Yeah. But like, legitimately, they were like, "Cool," and they have never. Yeah. That has never. They were like, "Are you sure you like that job? Do you, do you really, or are you just like?" But the thing is, like, like you guys, like there's you know you guys were just in it. You were just in the the pit of I have no hope. And when you when you talk about there's there are these things because because for you Amy it's efficiency it's about problem solving it's about seeing things that aren't going well and having an environment and a team that's going to let 
the problem get a solution, right? For you, I don't know if that's exactly what it is. So I'm curious what is kind of that drawing factor. I think that's a part of it, but I don't I, think I, that's I all think of it. I think it's a part of it, but just like like the team yeah. and the communication. And yeah. I think it's that collaboration, collaboration that really hits you. Yeah. There. Yeah. Like. But they're different things. Yes. So yes. so having that environment of like all of these different things can happen. You're like you can be yourself and you can have hope. Like those are two yeah. pretty big fucking things. Okay. Excuse my language. <laughs> is like it doesn't matter who says it. It's like, well, that's going to be absolutely attractive and intoxicating to an overwhelming majority of the people that are in your similar circumstance mm-hmm. and shoes. Oh, you mean being you're in the pit and right. not only is it offering like to to know raise up a little. It's like we're actually above the pit. Yeah. And all you've seen is the pit for two years. Yeah. Like minimum yeah. at yeah. this point. Like I feel like that like yeah. the ho- the hope is oh, yeah. such a huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that was a a big player too. I remember in the original email I sent to Carlo to be like I want to come work for you for the summer. Mm-hmm. It was like I've worked in places where I have great coworkers. Mm-hmm. Like they're wonderful oh, people yes. and I feel like you you lose them or you feel like they feel trapped mm-hmm. in a corporate atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just like there's there's wonderful people out there. Oh yeah. Like you just got to put them They're kind of endless actually. Yeah. Well, you have to put them in an environment yeah. that isn't going to knock them on their butt. To crush their soul. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to put them in a growth where they can grow and, yeah. like, flourish. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many coworkers. Like, I, like I've like i gone through a lot. Like, a, mm-hmm. good, a good mm-hmm. number of jobs. And I there, there are coworkers I love and I trust. And, like, I would work with them until the end of time. Yeah. But if you put them in an environment... Yeah. Where they're, they're they're not allowed to grow just watching them like s- slowly like mm-hmm. become like the rest is yeah. devastating. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and too like at least pertaining to like apparently how I look at practices mm-hmm. um and like my form of growth being like that efficiency mm-hmm. and um better processes. Yeah. is when I was working at the small animal clinic I worked at, they uh like they had some like sheets to give out things like that and i'm like well these could be better like these are super outdated mm-hmm. with every like puppy and kitten exam like we should be sending home like a new updated sheet and so i was like well i'll do that and so i like started making essentially caregiver resources yep and it was all these things where i'm like these things need to be better like we need to be continually doing better mm-hmm. and it's just like well in, but where we're at is well, fine. In a corporate atmosphere, there's only so much you can do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, well, sure, like maybe you could do your little project. Yep. But is that going to be enough? Mm-hmm. No. It's not. No. Yep. Um, I think that I'm really, I want to know where your guys, where your head is at. Because I didn't get to get there yet. Oh, you haven't gotten there. Okay. But. That was a really good little sequence of talking points because you guys hit on a lot of stuff that I think what you're learning is, and this is probably more for you, Amy, is you're not necessarily learning exactly what it is that you want. I think you're open to opportunity, and that's where that, like, 
you know, I'm in vet school now, but I can't necessarily say where I'm going to be in five years. But I think you are learning a lot about what you don't want. Uh, yeah, I can I can tell you a lot about what I don't want. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and as far as, like, saying that, like, what I do want, I kind of know in a sense, but it's an abstract thought. It's like a big yes. picture thought. It's not like, a, oh, I want to work at this practice doing this. No. It's like, how do I find the practice that fits my box? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so the more, you know, you talk about finding um, locations to do your rotations at, define that box and be like, hey, man, I know in reality that this is, uh, in, I, am, I am giving you an abstract set of variables that I really think are of high value and I've either experienced or I need to experience mm -hmm. to know if they fit in the box. So of all of these things, what can this clinic expose me to, to, to better define what I think that this box needs to look like when I graduate? Because you're not going to walk in and be like, hey, I like everything that you do at this clinic, right? Because, I mean, yeah. it's it, it pause the same way. You're like, you're not, everyone's going to like everything that we do here, and that's oh, yeah. perfectly fine. But if you can define that set of variables and cr essentially create your own interest list at that point, yeah. it at least lets you have a focus for those three weeks as well as getting exposure to maybe some more old school ways of doing things or whatever it might be. You know, if it, Like you said, if it's just a your typical... GP that's been around for 40 years and you have to kind of play the game a little bit to get exposure to two or three of those things. Mm -hmm. What that does is it's, well, Amy's not here to do the old school GP thing. She's doing the old school GP thing because she's focusing on these other two variables. So yeah. I think if you can better define that out, mm -hmm. it'll make it a lot easier for you to just walk into a rotation mm -hmm. be like, this is what I'm doing yeah. versus crap, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one thing that has stuck with me is we did a networking event through the house system, they have the CVM Connect mm. where they have, don't, <laughs> don't, uh. That was the biggest sigh I've ever heard ever. I think Bree and I talked about this a little bit on the last one. Anyway. But say, but say what you're going to say. <laughs> I have, so I have opinions about the MSU networking events. Uh. The, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I got some good stuff out of the CVM one, well, the CVM Connect one, because that's a stems from the house system yeah. being like, well, we'll bring in mentors. So everyone that came to network is an MSU alum. Okay. And I, I met quite a few people there. Some of them did all sorts of random things and it was mostly just chit chat. Um, but one person I met, she actually owns a practice down in California. Mm. And one of the things she told me, cause I'm like asking advice. I'm like, the VBMA has me like, I need to be so prepared to like get a practice I need to know what I'm yeah. doing. And it's like this and this and this and this. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I was able to learn all that stuff in like a year. Like I hired someone, they taught me how to do it. Now I know how to do it. She's like, don't worry about the business stuff. Mm -hmm. She's like, just focus on being a good doctor, like for your first couple of years and then worry about that. And I'm like, I should learn how to be a good doctor first. Yeah. And it makes so much sense and it's super yep. simple, but everything gets in your head when you're in school thinking, well, I want to be a practice owner. I need to like prepare so hard. I need to know all the things. It's like, you don't need to know all the things. Right. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, the next podcast is going to be with uh, Thomas Kyle, who I hope I say his last name, right? I know his first name is Thomas. He's <laughs> the guy that runs the VBMA podcast. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a really good transition for anyone that's listening after, <laughs> after this, Listen that will the be the next one. one. Right. Yeah. This is the next one. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, actually, that's that's a part of the. Um, and that was actually what we talked with Bree about too. It was like, hey, like, yeah, you're gonna have five years to like figure out how to be a doctor, and then by practice. Like, but mm-hmm. if you if you don't have the doctor thing, <laughs> yeah. not to say that every but, every but yeah. practice owner has to be a doctor, but if you are a doctor and you don't have the doctor thing and you try to own a practice, it's gonna be pretty fucking difficult. Yeah. So, Anderson, I really just need you to go on a <laughs> rant here because I can feel all of this energy coming from the other side of the table. What do you need and to rant on? I then? don't really know. Like, I want to know. What is on your mind? Because you are here for three more days. I don't want to talk about that. And it's sad. <laughs> I understand that. But um, I, that's it. W- if you had to start a sentence right now and not know where it's going to go, what does that sentence sound like? Well, you see, that, that that's not usually how my brain works. Mm. But but I will, I will try for you. So I have <sighs> never... Like I, you know, going back to school, like I've, I've been in school, like I didn't take a gap year, right? Like I have been having like summers off and like, yeah, you're, you're normally like sad to go from your job. No, like I am more than sad. Mm -hmm. Like I am like disappointed in life for forcing (laughs) me to go back to school at the moment. Right. Like that, like I know it has to be done, like, and everything like that. But like, I, I am I'm definitely hopeful and like I know that like the mentality that I have set like the foundation from this summer like that that is there like Mm -hmm. I am I'm good and just I just have to keep that like Mm -hmm. keep it up here and like my little my all my google tabs open in my brain Mm -hmm. keep that right there and be Mm -hmm. like okay bookmark that like remember how you felt that summer and how good Mm -hmm. it was and then you just have to make it through this, and then you can come back. Right. Right? So that actually brings me to my next mm-hmm. thing, which I'm really glad I re-remembered this for the fourth time in the last hour and a half. <laughs> it's fine. Um, one of the cool things that I did with um, Christina when we did, like, they were here for probably, like, the first, like, four months, and then mm-hmm. I did, like, an hour-long interview with Christina and Lauren and Rihanna, which I turned into a minute worth of video on Instagram because it it was too loose, but whatever. Is in that sequence of events, it was all right, Christina, tell your future self something. Mm-hmm. What do you? What would both of you tell your future self six months from now? What? Where does six months put us? Six months. Or at the end of your last like, I mean, semester that, of that didactic puts, learning. Like right before we go yeah. into clinicals? Yeah. Yeah, so like spring break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you've made it. I think that's like the important part because like clinicals, they're going to beat the crap out of you, right? Like you are, you know, an indentured servant at that point for a majority of your clinicals. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be grueling, but like you have done it. Like you, you are like, like you are going to be a vet. Like, cause I, you know, that the likelihood is like 0.0001% that like, I won't make it through the last semester of didactics. Right. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's zero. Right. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but when you think about like, you know, whatever, yeah. but like, I feel like that was when I interviewed at MSU that's like what got me is like they had that panel of students and they were like like three of them were like no like I start clinics and like I've made it yeah 
and just reminding myself that those last 14 months is about like practicing like yeah that's that's what it it is it's it's applying the knowledge that you have you have worked really hard to shove into your brain and it's in there Mm -hmm. it's just gonna it's gonna take a bit to sort it out Mm -hmm. right but like keep keep that growth mindset up like force those around you in in a gentle (laughs) but like not gentle way assertive way yes to also have that vulnerability and to Mm -hmm. also like practice what you have been preaching and practicing for the last couple months Mm -hmm. like keep that going because that's the only way that it's going to get better Mm -hmm. and like yes it it's hard Mm -hmm. yeah but like in the long run like it makes everything so much better Mm -hmm. like and just keep keep chugging because you're almost there like you're so close (laughs) what do you got amy oh man see and i'm looking at it in a different way where like granted yes we do have some didactics left to go through and that's not really something i've like really put any thought into i have no idea what's happening this semester when we go back right granted (laughs) (laughs) i have no 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 we have junior surgery like one day a week right oh no yeah what are the other friends upset he's like what is your schedule i'm like no no not even the schedule i hope what are what are we learning Something. Oh yeah, they're like they're just the description of like all the different like t- things you learn. Yeah. Things. I don't know what's yeah. happening. <laughs> no, and so I guess my like kind of stress going into like this next phase is more about like yeah 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 I'll get through it I'll get through it don't worry about it. What am I doing after? Like mm-hmm. when I graduate, do I have a place to go? Like what? Where am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And so that's where my brain is like freaking out right now with like the externships and stuff. So it's like in six months, hopefully I'll be able to say like, good, good job picking things. Um, <laughs> uh, See, but, I, yeah. I would say that current Amy, or maybe, maybe it's a little bit easier to, you know, some, some people are able to like apply themselves in future tense and it's some, it's some easier in past tense. I'm actually better in the past tense than I am in future. Um, but it's, to me, it's going to be, Hey, Amy, you didn't think you could do this and you did it anyways. You've done it. Yeah. Because in reality, I would wager a large sum of money that you're not going to have your P's and Q's in order when it's necessary. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll take that anxiety on. Well, that's one of the things, but I can't feel like. Don't assume it. Don't take it for granted. And And like I said earlier, it's like, look where everything has gotten you now. Yeah. And you didn't like. You didn't plan this. This this happened because of, like, just you kept doing things you were interested in. Mm-hmm. And so if I keep doing things that I'm interested in and things that I like, it's going to lead me to where I want to be, mm-hmm. even if I don't know where that is. Yep. And so hopefully I can just keep reminding myself of that. And I know mostly me talking to me in the future is a little farther than six months ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where, well, where do I get the audacity to say, like, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't Some, know. But I look at past, I look at past yeah. me a lot. And, you know, I give her a lot more forgiveness than I gave oh, myself gosh. at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? Like, you did your very, very best. And, like, look at where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And we're not, you know, some days we're, we're surviving, not thriving. But, like, things. See, see, when I think of my past self, I think of, like, when I started trying to, like, 
write a journal or something stupid and I wrote one page and I'm like well I'll never do that again and I look at it months later I'm like oh you sound like an idiot like don't ever do that again and it's like so I think of my past self as like it was a good idea for you to stop doing that well I mean there are definitely things I'm really proud that I stopped yeah (laughs) like you like yeah yeah (laughs) right Amy like hey take it easy But no, yeah, I guess I I should be giving myself more credit for choices. And I, I do at times where I'm just like, I'm so glad that I decided to do this yeah. and that I applied for this or that I stepped up. And one of my like proudest things about being in vet school and having my group of friends is how much like I, okay, so... <laughs> I'm technically, when, like, I start, like, I meet someone, I'm a pretty, like, reserved person. Oftentimes, I get the notion that people think I'm stuck up, mm. but it's because I can't be, a, like, an asshole, like, right away. Like, I, I can't let people know that, that my personality is very dry humor and it's, it's mm-hmm. I'm not okay. So, <laughs> in, in, in a good way. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, and so... It's, it's one of those things where I've been so excited to have to like go into vet school and I'm like okay my past self was like I'm gonna go in here I didn't take a lot of opportunities I didn't do a lot of things in undergrad I'm like I'm gonna do the things I'm gonna do everything I can I'm not gonna have any like regrets as far as missing out on things Mm -hmm. and that's the mindset I came into vet school with and then I meet this group of friends and suddenly I'm the confident like outgoing group leader yeah when I dragged you in and then I was like so you seem to do things. Yeah. And then so like I I get my vet Instagram and mm-hmm. then I push them. They all get vet Instagrams, mm-hmm. which they're not super active, but they did it. They're There's doing a the thing, thing there. And then There's like, a profile picture. Oh, yeah. And, and I like, post yeah, sometimes. We're going to do better. Don't worry about it. Um, but no. And so it's like <laughs> me taking that step to be like more confident and just put myself out there. Yeah. I'm so it makes me so excited to then be like essentially influencing them mm-hmm. or like giving them the confidence mm-hmm. to be like, well, maybe, yeah, we'll take on like a leadership role in a club. You, you mean me the, being a house captain? Yeah. Because you bullied me. You were like, there's food. Get there, uh, yeah. That's Which not, there wasn't th- food. That's coercion. Well, okay. no, no, no. There well, was, so you had, there was, there was bullying that okay. then had the coercion of food. <laughs> okay. So you have to get them there. Right. To then be like, you, this is this is good enough. Like you'll stay here, right? You're like you want to uh-huh. do this cool thing with me, mm-hmm. and we didn't even know how freaking cool it was gonna be. Yeah, right. Uh, so no, that that's one of the things that like I'm so proud of. Pass yeah. me for like anytime yeah. I put myself out there, and then I see someone else because I did that put themselves out there yeah. and like take and opportunities and get to do things that they actually wouldn't have been able to do. Like that's I'm like oh. Good job, past me. Yeah, love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, f- when you when future you listens to this, yeah, they can think, hey, I did it before. Why not do it again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, well, who are you going to influence now? Right. Like, there's don't... just another person waiting for it. Yeah. Because it clearly went something went right. It's like yeah. if because if, if you were terrible at it, <laughs> right, it, the result like, wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. And maybe you would have taken that as a learning experience to get better at it. Maybe you would have taken that as a learning experience to not do it. Some yeah. people, but, but the thing is, if you try it and it's like, man, that ran really well, like, 
I clearly know something what what I'm doing. And maybe it's all abstract and I just kind of flew by the seat of my pants on it and I really didn't know what I was doing and I couldn't write a book about it and tell somebody else how to do it, but I know kind of that I did it right. Yeah. So why not try it again? And this group's going to be different. So I got to do things a little bit differently because no two sets of people are going to be the same. But at the very least, I know why I did it. Mm-hmm. And if as long as I have that, I can be adaptive to the how, but we're not going to lose the why. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the anchor. Yeah. So, there's a lot of stuff, you guys. I know. That was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? I yeah. think so. Okay. Uh, but I think they're all great too. Yeah. yeah. But, um, any final thoughts from you guys? What do you got? Anything? Anything? No. Bueller? I mean, just. I'm so glad you guys were got to they got to be here. I know, right? Yeah. No. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we did. We, did, we yeah. finally got Amy in, right? She's just always doing things and yeah, working. Busy person. Yeah. But why, why do you have plans on your days off? <laughs> what is that? I mean, I only went back to Michigan twice for parties. That's fine. So, like, hey, man, you got to have a summer. Yeah. Sometimes well, you got to. And my me, I'm like, well, that there's was, a river that was, that was here thing. in Wisconsin. I like it. I don't need to go home. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things where I think I got Carlo to call me bougie. Um, oh. When did he call you bougie? He called, we, it, was, it was while we were working one day, but because we had talked with him about how I'm like, well, I'm not just going to live off of ramen noodles. Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I don't live my life, like, because we were talking about the financial oh, class yeah. that we took. And I'm like, I... Like, well, what if I die tomorrow? Right. I don't want to have been subsisting on ramen noodles and living miserably just so, like, maybe my future could be a little better. Yeah. It's like, you got to live a little bit in the now. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll put stuff on my ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just going to straight up eat top ramen, which I have, but, like, I'm not going to subsist on it was my point. Right. And so he comes up to me and he's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were bougie. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's kind of fair. Well... Sometimes the podcast just comes to a natural end, and I think we're there. Yeah, I think I think, so. I, think, I, think well, so. I think we should cut it off before we talk for another two hours. It might happen. You never yeah, know. It could happen. You could have a lot of content. There's a lot of things. I mean, Joe Rogan yeah. does four-hour podcasts. I have no oh, freaking idea. Oh, hours. How it, oh, yeah. Every one of them is like, like three like to four a, hours. Even intermission? Like No. No, he just goes hard. But the thing is, most of the time, he has somebody that, like, I just wrote a book. I'm oh, going to talk yeah. about all the things that are in oh, the book. Okay. Or... Yeah. He has Bernie Sanders come in and he reads questions off of a piece of paper that Bernie had, whatever. I'm just mad about that podcast, but that's me personally. And we're not <laughs> here for that. But, um, like I said, I think it was, uh, I'm glad to have had the time to work approximate to you guys, um, yeah. over the last few months. And I know that y'all will both be back at least for three weeks at some point no, here. Oh, yeah, it's going to be six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Not oh, all it, oh, that's right. Because we yeah. can do the double down thing now. Yeah. Maybe it might be three weeks and then some time and then another yeah. three weeks. But yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, we're working on the double down. Yep. So um, looking forward to that. You guys can do all doctor time, all that sort of stuff. Ready. It's going to be a whole thing. I know. But, and, and at that point, we'll do another podcast too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Thank you for coming and Thank being a part of this. Thank you for having us. And oh, I... <laughs> don't look at me. Don't cry. He's like, let me just no, no, no. zoom the that's camera gonna be, That's going to be me tears. Friday. Yeah. Oh, God, I have yeah. already, yeah. I have already prepped myself. And it's just a, it's just a pause. So yeah. I look forward to the end of that pause. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. 
again, I I hope that whoever listens to this too is able to glean some sort of insight into if if they're in the pit or if they're back into the land of hope and they had a great summer too. And if they are listening to this and they want to share their story, please email podcast at pawhealth.net. I will be more than happy to talk to you about it because I would love, love, love to hear a story from somebody else that isn't here about how it went really well. Because I really don't want to think that we're the only place that's instilling hope in the vet <laughs> yeah, students. Right, right. Um, yeah. And I know it's not. I, I, in all reality, there, there are other places that are doing good things. But I'm really glad that we were able to do it here with you guys. And I'm really excited for you to just be done with the vet school thing. Because I know that once that once you're done playing the game, once you're done, you know, just get muscling through it, getting through the mud. I think a lot of great things are going to happen for both of you, whether or not we know what they are or not. Mm-hmm. So anything else? No, I mm-hmm. just, I think I speak for both of us when we're just, this summer has exceeded our expectations, obviously. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's really been amazing. And I'm just finally excited again. Yeah. And that's whether so that's big. excited to go back to school, yeah. I'm refreshed. I want to do this. I want to get through it. I've got it. I got it back. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you have it back. And with that, thank you all for tuning in. Bye-bye. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.